from New Christian Life Church, located at 7828, where the pastors are Richard and Emma Butler. Until the going down of the same. His name is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory be to you, O God. Yes, God. We won't be quiet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Rocks will not cry out here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Not me, oh God, but you. Not me, oh God, but you. Not me, oh God, but you. Fill us, God, with your spirit, oh God. Fill us up, oh God. We are empty vessels, oh God. We are empty vessels, oh God. Fill us up, oh God, this morning. Fill us up, oh God, this morning. Fill us up, oh God, this morning. Oh, give us strength, oh God, for we are weak. Give us strength, oh God, so we are weak. Give us strength. Give us strength. Give us strength. Oh God, we are on our knees, oh God. We are here to hear from you, oh God. Tell us, God, what you want us to do. Give us the strength. Give us love. Give us comfort, oh God. We need you today. We need you today, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Your spirit, oh God. Fill this room with your spirit, oh God. Your anointing is all over this place. People are in need today, oh God. Feel their need, oh God. Somebody's hurting, God. Somebody's crying, God. Somebody's sick, oh God. Oh, but we say thank you. Thank you. Oh, glory be to God. Yeah, God. Glory be to God. Oh, God. Yes, God. Oh God, yes God, oh God, I can't go on, hallelujah God, glory be to God, somebody wants to run and they can't run oh God, somebody wants to speak and they can't speak oh God, oh glory Father, heal them God. Hallelujah, God. Oh, Lord. We are so thankful, God. Yes, God. Thankful that you are here with us, oh, God. You are never far away. Just a touch. Touch us, God. 
touch a neighbor, just touch him. Say, he's just a touch away. He's just a touch away. He's just a touch away. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, glory be to God. Yes, God. Oh, God. That about Satan, about so cool about just like fire. Oh, glory be to God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. He says, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. He is here. Reach out. He's just a touch away. He said, I'm just a touch away. Hallelujah, God. Oh, glory, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Glory be your name. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Acts 3.25 says, Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God hath made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham and to thy seed, Shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Yeah, it's only God that got us up this morning. Hallelujah. Hey, God. Thank you, Lord. He brought us here for a reason. He woke us up this morning. Somebody did not open up their eyes. Yes, God, but we did. Hallelujah for the grace of God. You know, we are privileged and we walk around like we're not. And it, 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 I thought about it the other day because this, this scripture came to me and we are the children of the prophets. And little do we know that we are royalty. And it's kind of like it, I thought about how when you, when you open up your you open up a piece of mail or maybe you get an email or something and it says, congratulations, you have been chosen or welcome to the club or whatever, right? Whenever you see those words, congratulations, doesn't it make you feel like, oh, yeah, congratulations to me, you know, me? <laughs> so when we think about the fact that we are already in this exclusive club, we've already been given this invitation even before we were born, then we should be walking around as if we're in this exclusive club. Not in sorrow and in fear and in depression and, you know, sickness. Yes, these things exist, but we have to believe and know that we are still the children of the prophets of the covenant. Saying unto Abraham and to the seed, 
shall all the kindreds of the earth people, all your children's children, children's children's children, will be blessed. I saw something on the news last night, and it said, um, I don't know if the percentage is right or whatever. It says they did a research, and they're saying that they are about, in the last couple years, it's been increasing about 26% of people in the United States call themselves nuns. You know what that means? That means that they have no, um, they don't believe in anything. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in whoever, whoever, whoever. But they don't believe in anything. So they're walking around. They need to call themselves nuns because you're walking around and you believe in nothing. You believe that you, how did you believe you got here? Who do you who, how did, who created you? You know, I could go on and on and on. We could sit here all day talking about why they need to, <laughs> you know. It just bothered me, like, what nuns? I mean, what are you, what are you walking around? Do you, and to know that you have no one to believe in, nothing to believe in, nothing to continue your life. You wake up in the morning, you believe in nothing. You believe that nobody woke you up. It, I, oh, my goodness. I just had to click. The, I just clicked to the next chapter. Because it also even said that, it was more percentage higher in the United States than it was in China and Africa. So you mean to say many people in China and Africa believe in God more than people believe here in the United States? Y'all are not surprised, are you? My God. So because we are in this chosen generation, we are in this exclusive club that we've already invited, been invited to. We didn't need, any, we didn't need to send out, do anything before that. We are part of this covenant. There's a covenant, a compact, an agreement. And we have inherited this. Because of this, we are a group of family that will never die. Those nuns, 26% of nuns, don't, don't know that. See, God has made it possible for you to be infused into this. He's made it possible for you to be infused with his strength. His will for us is to not walk around like the nuns, but to walk around knowing that we are part of this exclusive club. To know that when we walk and we take a step, he's there before us taking that step. That when we go out in fear, that he's there up there just shaking his head. Why are you in fear? I already have it. I've already done it for you. His will for us is to not be easily weakened or swayed by the circumstances we are faced with. Because sometimes those circumstances may be overwhelming. If you look at Ephesians 6, um, just first. 10, for instance, if we, we say this all the time, we, this is a verse that we talk about all the time, Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So he wants us to be strong, not our own strength, but his strength. And the question that came to me is, um, have you ever been in a situation where you didn't know you were given strength when you didn't know you had it? You think about those people that um, 
you know, stories about people that have the, maybe their car, they've been pinned under a car or something, and then somebody comes up and lifts up a car. And the world calls it adrenaline. Yeah, it might be adrenaline. No, it's God that gave you that strength. Because nobody else can, li- can you go out and lift up a car off of someone? No. Adrenaline, okay, yeah, things going on in your body, but God caused that to happen. Or not just physical strength, but strength. Like things are happening in your lives, and you didn't think you'd be able to get through it, and here you are. Like this is the worst time ever. I mean, this is, the, this is never going to, oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, my gosh, but you're going to get through it because God is giving you strength to get through it. Think about people that are like a hundred. They've had to go through something, several things. And you wonder how they, that's why people are always say, how did you get to a hundred? Usually they'll say, God, you know, God got me through, you know, hopefully. But they've gotten through these things because God gave them strength, not because they wilted and fainted, right? So we are going to continue. We are not going to faint. We are not going to wilt. We are not going to lay down and die. We are going to continue because God has given us the strength that he told us he would give us. Amen? Hallelujah. So I have here written, I have, and I'm a, I'm a little weird. I've always called myself weird because <laughs> I, um, I just write all over things. I have a... Um, a Bible, I write all over the Bible, I ordered one of those, uh, what's it called? Um, I call it a coloring Bible, but it's like a Bible and you, it's, you get to write all over it, all over it, because that's how I think, my thinking, when I take notes, it's all over the paper, like all over, and pe- no one can read it but me, and that's okay. <laughs> so you see, I think I show you, this is, this, is how my, this is how my thinking is, it's like one of those crazy, you know, kind of things, but I, I can read it. And I have here like several places and like three different places going in a circle. He is our everlasting rock. He is our everlasting rock. He is our everlasting rock. And when I think about that, he is our rock. The only one we can depend on that will never move and will never change. And the world wants you to think that there are so many other things. They'll throw things out there that will make you think you can depend on that or this, or this person. None of that exists. None of that is real. None of that will continue. None of that is everlasting. Amen? And going on that same thought, the, the world would like you to believe that those things might give you joy. Maybe they will for a minute. Maybe you like to do these things, watch TV or Facebook or whatever. Maybe that gives you joy. You can make it laugh for a minute. But that's not the kind of joy that God is talking about. He's talking about everlasting joy. And he says, be glad and rejoice with all the heart, daughter of Jerusalem. He wants you to be joyful in this life. And for us to walk around not thinking about the things that are our circumstances, but thinking about the thing, the the inner joy that God gives us. Yes, there are going to be, I'm sure those people that are 100 had circumstances all around them, but they had to find that inner joy to continue their life. And I I think I, I watch a lot of TV, y'all, if it's bad. Y'all have to pray for me. (laughs) 
But I remember they were interviewing this one lady, and she was saying how she had, like, five children, and four of them already passed. She was the only one still living. There's one daughter left or something. So imagine, you know, you've had all these circumstances. She had to get through all four out of five of her children passing away. Do you think she crumbled and passed away? No, she, there she was at 100 and whatever, 101 or 102. So for her to be able to get through these things, again, God gives us strength, but we have to find the inner joy. We have to wake up the next day and say, okay, this happened. So now, God, can you, what is it that, can you give me the joy that's going to help me to move on to the next thing? Because it's easy for us to say, oh, my gosh, this has just happened. I'm just going to continue my life and walk around in this slump or depression that, that the enemy wants us to be in. So here's what I have here on my scribbly notes here. Do what brings you joy. Whatever God has placed on your heart that will bring you joy, not within reason and within not sinning, do what brings you joy. If you like to get up and walk, if that brings you joy, go walk. If you like to shop, then go shop. Just make sure you don't spend all your money. (laughs) If you like to... You know, whatever it is that brings you joy, do it. He wants you to enjoy your life. I think about um, Burgess, and I watch all her, you know, the cooking. That thing, boy, she loves that cooking. I I like to see it, too. And it looks like it brings her joy. You ever see that? It's not like, oh, gosh, I got to cook. That's me. Like, oh, gosh, I got to cook. Okay. Uh, You know, that would be me. But for her, that brings her joy. You know, and you have to think about, they ask yourself, ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, what brings you joy? Think about it. You want to do the things that, not, cont- and I'm talking about, I'm not, you're working, you work, you have to work, okay. Maybe you like your work, that's great. But there's other things that should, that God should have placed in your heart that should bring you joy. I talked the other day, and this is one of Burgess' verses too, um, Psalm 23, I think it's the second verse. I'm always saying that green pastures. I, th- I told y'all about that green, those green pastures and still waters. Green pastures, still waters. You're walking. You're just, he wants us to walk around on earth that way. Yes, you'll be like that in heaven, but you don't have to wait till you get to heaven to have green pastures and still waters. Find the joy in the day. Amen. And it. I, this is um, coming from Acts 26, uh, verse 2. This is Paul. And Paul had to kind of use God's strength to help him get through something. You've had, throughout this week, I'm not going to tell you that you're not going to have any circumstances that you have to face. I'm not going to tell you that you're going to be walking on green pastures all throughout the week. Don't go to work acting like you're walking on green pastures when you walk in the door. They're going to think something's wrong with you. <laughs> but in your mind, that inner joy is going to come out, and they might be joyful because they see you joyful. So if you walk in, maybe you are going to walk in, like, how y'all doing? Good morning. All right, everyone. And they're going to be like, what's wrong with her? Okay, good morning. And they're going to want to find out why you're like that. Because normally you're like, you know, I'll act like I'm the only one. Y'all walk in work, like, smiling, everything. Maybe you do. Great. Okay. 
if you do, then, you know, do it again. But sometimes, y'all, sometimes. But if you look at um, Acts 26, and I'm just going to look at verse 2, because it's Paul. Paul is is being tried, and he has to kind of um, talk and face the situation, even though he already kind of, he knows that God is with him. But that ever happened to you, you have, to, you have to face the situation. You already know the outcome. You already know the truth, right? But you have to stand up anyway and say this. Say something for yourself. This, this is a grim situation. He could have been thrown in jail. He could have been persecuted. If you look at verse 2, it says, look at this. I think myself happy. Say that to yourself. I think myself happy. Because he could have walked into this situation and been persecuted and been thrown in jail and everything else or whatever else could have occurred. But he said when he walked up there, I think myself happy. And he's saying um, to the king, because I shall answer for myself this day, there's going to be a day that you have to answer for yourself. God's going to tell you what to say. He's going to tell you what to do. Amen? So when I think about Paul facing situations, think yourself happy. Think of that inner joy that he's given you. Amen? And being a part of this exclusive club and this joy that God has given you, there are some things that we have to do to maintain our part of the membership, right? You know, you can't join something and not do something to stay in the club, right? So I have here, in order, part of your requirements is to maintain a personal relationship with God. And I'm just going to give you a couple of verses there. That's John 10, 14. Pray without ceasing. I have to say that to myself. Pray without ceasing. You might pray for some. Maybe something's happened and somebody said, oh, such and such and such. Oh, I'm going to pray for them. You do, maybe you do pray for them, but then you don't, you just stop. And then you don't pray for something else until like three days later. Think about that. Pray without ceasing. You're supposed to do it all day long. In your head, out loud, however you want to do it, in your car, pray without ceasing. Follow the commandments. That's just a given, right? Tithe. And love the Lord with all your heart. These are just minimal things. I could go on and on. There could be a long list. We'll be here all day of the things that you need to do required to be in this kingdom. But um, these are just the minor things. These are things that we know we have to do, that we're supposed to do. We must put aside our worldly plans. That's the problem that many of us may have. We have these plans. I wake up in the morning, I do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Yeah, you might have to do that. But what about God? Was he first? Was he last? Was he even in the plans that you wrote today or the goals that you wrote for yourself? We must discontinue quenching our thirst with other things, right? And I'm going to give you an example. Y'all know I like Pepsi and Coke. And I want to, when I'm thirsty, the first thing I want to do is reach for the Coke or the Pepsi because that's what I But then, of course, I know 
that I need to drink the water. Amen? It's better for me, and I'm supposed to be drinking it, y'all. And if I drink the water, I will not be thirsty. Therefore, I will not want the Coke and the Pepsi. So he wants us to stop quenching our thirst with the Coke and Pepsi of the world. Because if we drink the living water, he's already offered this living water to us. It's good, right? He says we'll never thirst again. So why are we quenching our thirst with the Coke and the Pepsi of the world? We obviously want to keep being thirsty all the time. So he wants us to drink of his water. He is the living water. Somebody say he is the living water. Not the things of the world, not your friends, not your family, not even though you love them. Not the, not whoever, or the online, or wh- whatever, whatever you're into. That is not going to quench your thirst. You may like it, but he is the living water. The word says those things shall pass away. He is the everlasting God. Hallelujah. I want us to go back to really quickly, and um, I'm only going to touch on it for a second, because I I have my favorite scriptures and my favorite stories of the Bible, and I refer to them all the time, and I'm sorry if I refer to them and you're like, she already did that one time before, but that's okay. Um, Adam and Eve, I, I love talking about them, and in the... Here in verse, Genesis 3, verse 1, I'm only going to use one verse here. Um, There was a serpent. We all know who the serpent is and was. But the verse here kind of caught my eye. It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Do you know that now in this time, the enemy is more subtle. He's more skilled. He's more silent. He's more sneaky than we could ever believe he was. And it takes a strong person that believes and knows who God is to be able to recognize that and be able to overcome it. He even can disguise himself to be able to devour you. And he wants to be a part of this exclusive club. So he's going to try to get in, kind of like crash the party. So there you are, being a good old Christian and saint, doing the things that God has told you to do, praying, and then here comes, here he comes, crashing your party, crashing your worship. Crashing your praise. You ever been in worship or praise by yourself and something happening? Somebody came in to crash the party? Or somebody something? They didn't know that. They, they, were, they didn't know it, they were being used by the enemy. But that's what happened. To distract you. 
You're going on about your business. Don't let them distract you. Don't let them crash your party. Because this is a party. Y'all ain't having a party. Y'all ain't having fun. We just ain't got that music y'all used to listen to. We got some better music. Amen? You can still dance today. David danced. Y'all can still dance to that music. Hallelujah. So he says that he will never forsake you. Some of us say that, but do you really believe that? Do you really believe that if you were in a dark place, that he will bring you out. If you ever, do you ever believe you were on the edge of a cliff and someone was coming to push you off? Do you believe that he would never forsake you? Maybe they pushed you off. Do you believe that you wouldn't hit the ground? Whoa. How many of us would believe that? Hallelujah. You see, like I said, he's there for you when your family is gone. He was there for that 100-year-old lady when four out of five of her children were gone. He is the shepherd that guides us, the teacher that teaches us when we don't know a single thing. Y'all think y'all know, but y'all don't know nothing. Came into this world without a single cell, brain cell of any kind until he taught it to you. He's the king of kings. They got the kings and queens over in um, Europe. That's great. They might be royalty there, but he's the real royalty. Lord of lords. There's no other lord above him. Don't let anybody fool you about these different things that they have been worshiping. He is our hope. The people that call themselves nuns have no hope, and they don't even know it. It's like they're walking around aimlessly, like a sail, walking around aimlessly. Hopefully they'll come to a good end. Maybe somewhere, somehow, like one of us will help them. They will see the light in you, and you can help them and guide them to the place where they need to go. Do not let them roam around aimlessly. Do not let them call themselves a nun. I believe in nothing. No, you don't. You believe in God. He is our way out of no way. How many of y'all have had him be the way out of no way? When you thought it was nothing else that can be done. Hallelujah. He was the way out of no way. He came out of nowhere. Y'all ever have him come out? What, what just happened here? Hallelujah. You ain't got no way to pay your, you come to the mailbox. And, what? Where you at? He's here. He's watching you. That's, I'm telling y'all, he up there shaking his head at us. We be up there with our hands, just wringing our hands and crying. And he just shaking his head. Because he knows he is the way out of no way. We sometimes forget this. And today he sent me to remind y'all that you need to make sure that you remember he is the way out of no way, the king of all kings, the Lord of lords, the apple of your eye. 
and that he wants us to find this inner joy that he's given us and to know that he is part, that we are part of the kingdom that he created just for us. And we have to not walk around depressed and sad and sick because he's already overcome these things for us. So be happy. Think yourself happy. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand.